0: From Compass Media Networks, this is America's First News.
1: This morning, with your host, Gordon Deal. A foreign policy Achilles' heel. Good morning, I'm Gordon Deal, along with Nicole Murray, on this Wednesday, January 31st. Glad you could be with us. Here's what we have for you this hour.
2: President Biden has decided on a response to a deadly drone attack. That said, hear how foreign policy has become a com- Campaign weakness.
1: Along party lines, a House committee moves to impeach the Homeland Security Secretary over his handling of the southern border.
2: The Fed concludes two days of meetings this afternoon. Investors want clarity on interest rate cuts. We'll have a preview. And
1: how Walmart store managers can earn $400,000 a year.
3: This is a very hard job. You know, a Walmart super center manager is managing, let's say, 350 people, employees, plus all the customers. And $100 million in revenue a year. They're responsible for and evaluated on. Plus all the human complexity that happens in a Walmart with workers and with customers.
1: Sarah Nassauer at the Wall Street Journal on 400 dollars a year without a college degree. Saying that he's failed to properly enforce the nation's immigration laws, House Republicans are moving forward with the impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. The Homeland Security Committee early this morning voted along party lines to approve articles of impeachment against Mayorkas, who is accused of demonstrating, quote, a willful and systemic refusal to comply with the law. Republican Mark Green of Tennessee.
3: If a secretary
1: is not adhering to the laws passed by Congress, the
0: only recourse, because the states now don't have standing, is for the Congress to impeach.
1: Democrat Dan Goldman of New York.
0: All of your allegations are completely bogus and they exclude the obvious and clear rebuttal points that undermine everything that you're trying to say.
1: An impeachment vote in the full House could come as soon as next week. If successful, Mayorkas would become only the second cabinet secretary in history to be impeached. He'd likely, though, be acquitted by the Democratic-controlled Senate. President Biden says he's made up his mind on how to respond to a drone attack that killed three U.S. service members and wounded nearly 40 others in Jordan. Speaking to reporters while leaving on a campaign trip to Florida, Biden did not elaborate on his decision. I
4: do hold respons- responsible in the sense that they're supplying the weapons to the people who did it.
1: John Kirby, White House National Security spokesman.
4: It's very possible that uh, what you'll see is um, is a, uh, a, a tiered approach here. Uh, not not just a single action, but potentially multiple actions.
1: That said, Iran's envoy to the United Nations earlier today warned that Tehran would respond decisively to any attack on its territory, its interests, or Iranian nationals outside its borders. Separately, Yemen's Houthi rebels, backed by Iran, said this morning it would keep up attacks on U.S. and British warships in the Red Sea in what it calls acts of self-defense, adding to worries about global trade disruptions. In another example of how deadly violence is spreading in the Middle East, Israeli commandos disguised as medical workers and Muslim women burst into a hospital in the occupied West Bank and killed three Palestinian militants. The Israeli military called it a joint undercover operation by the army, a security service, and border police in the Ibn Sina hospital in Jenin. Tom Dannenbaum, Tufts University professor of international law.
0: Even if they were clear targets clearly misusing the hospital, it would still be a war crime to present as a civilian or a medic to get proximate to them.
1: The military identified one of the men as Mohammed Walid Jalama, a Hamas member who it said was planning an attack inspired by the Hamas-led rampage across Gaza's border. Israel uh, Israeli military says a pistol was recovered. The military also said the two others belonged to the armed wing of Islamic Jihad. The Palestinian health ministry confirmed the deaths and called on the United Nations to guarantee protection for health centers. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, they provide real-time product availability online and have sourcing specialists who can help you track down hard-to-find items. And their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call one 800 granger click Granger.com, or just stop by. For the ones who get it done. Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Wednesday. President Biden's half century of foreign policy experience was once considered a political strength. One of his 2020 campaign arguments against former President Trump. But four years later, Biden's political strength could become a weakness before the 2024 election. Analysis from Naomi Lim, White House reporter at the Washington Examiner. Naomi explain.
5: Well, I think what's really interesting is obviously this administration came in, um, you know, at the tail end of the pandemic and was really focused on domestic policy. You know, Biden had this sweeping kind of Roosevelt era um, policies he wanted to implement. But then what's happened is he's had to contend with different developments overseas, some of which, you know, he had control of and others he didn't. For example, you know, there was Afghanistan, which is what people kind of cite as what led to sort of the start of his polling going downward. Um, And, you know, that was a little bit more in his control because obviously it was part of his policy to to withdraw troops from um, Afghanistan. I mean, he would also argue that he had to follow on with um, Trump's sort of deal that he made with the Taliban. Um, but then you had sort of the Russia invasion of Ukraine, and now we're sort of seeing um, this this Israel-Hamas uh, war and, you know, the risk that it metastasize around the that Middle East region. And I think, you know, something that, um, you know, it was seen as a strength. It was during that election, it was sort of, you know, Biden is very competent, there's no chaos, as in from the Trump years. But, you know, it, this is the problem with incumbency. You have to deal with sometimes the hand that you're giving and, 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 and we'll see how voters sort of think about that in the election. There's a lot of sort of political scientists and, and um, politicos that will argue that foreign policy doesn't always um, factor into when voters sort of cast their ballot. Um, But, you know, that sort of changes if there are U.S. troops on the ground. And we're kind of seeing, you know, we don't really have a big footprint overseas. But with these latest deaths of three army reservists in Jordan near the Syrian border because of um, an Iran sort of backed back proxy. um, We'll see how people consider that. It sort of, you know, makes people feel insecure if they're already sort of worried about the economy and things like that.
1: We're speaking with Naomi Lim, White House reporter at The Washington Examiner. Her story is called Foreign Policy, has turned into Biden's albatross. Do our opponents think we can be taken advantage of?
5: I mean, this is something that Republicans like to say. You know, sometimes there's, I mean, we have Trump on one hand who sort of says, you know, um, none of this would have happened on, on my watch. And, you know, that's a little bit difficult to tell if that is true. And then on the other hand, he's warning that Biden wants to start World War Three, And also, I don't know if that's necessarily true either. But there is this idea that if, you know, for example, and the, the clearest example of this is the Russia-Ukraine war because we're sort of seeing a strongman in, in Russia um President Vladimir Putin, you know, sort of trying to change borders unilaterally. And that's sort of very clearly um, similar to the the China-Taiwan um, aspect. And I think that's something that people are very, very mindful of if there's not like a sort of a coalition of sort of liberal democracies that wanted to, to come together to help sort of, um, you know, defend democracy overseas. That that this is something that they'll take note of. Um, but then you have sort of have to balance, and this is something that the president is dealing with at the moment. Um, you know whether how he responds to this this Iranian back or what he says is an Iranian back attack on on this U.S. sort of base in Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know whether sort of escalatory effects will happen if he sort of you know strikes back. And so I think that people, are, people are, opponents are watching, but we who's to know what, what the fallout will be?
1: Yeah. Explain how uh, the Trump campaign is seizing on what's going on here, trying to turn it into their advantage.
5: Well, it's really interesting about this whole idea of, I mean, it's the Republican primary is you know, technically still going on, but you have two wings of, of the Republican Party um, sort of laid to bear. You have sort of Trump, who is sort of, you know, very much like making their uh, you know, America first. You know, we don't want to end. Um, we don't. We don't want to have endless wars. And so, and then at the same time, you sort of have Nikki Haley, the former UN ambassador, who's again very similar to Biden in terms of foreign policy being one of her calling cards. Sort of saying, you know, you, we need to strike back and we need to strike hard. And the reason that we lost three service members on the weekend was because we were weak in our response, and that they thought they could get away with more.
1: Thanks, Naomi. Naomi Lim, White House reporter at the Washington Examiner. 20 minutes now after the hour on This Morning. Here's Nicole Murray. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one.
2: House Republicans advanced two impeachment articles earlier this morning against Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. The House Homeland Security Committee is accusing the Secretary of demonstrating a willful and systemic refusal to comply with the law and breaching the public trust for his mishandling of the U.S. southern border. Critics say these charges do not amount to impeachable crimes. Mississippi Congressman Benny Thompson. The extreme
0: mega-Republicans who are running the House of Representatives are deeply unserious people. They don't want progress. They don't want solutions. They want a political issue. And most of all, they want to please their disgraced former president.
2: The vote will move to the full House as soon as next week.
0: Number two.
2: Undercover Israeli Defense Forces, disguised as women and medical workers, killed three Palestinian terrorists hiding inside a West Bank hospital yesterday. Israeli officials say one of the men killed was a Hamas member. The other two were claimed by Islamic militant group Jihad. Experts have warned this bold attack may have violated international humanitarian law. State Department spokesman Matthew Miller.
4: Israel, of course, has the right to carry out operations to bring terrorists to justice, but those operations need to be conducted in full compliance with international humanitarian law.
2: No other casualties were reported in the raid.
1: Number three.
2: A U.S. Air Force F 16 fighter jet crashed off the coast of South Korea this morning after experiencing an in flight emergency. U.S. officials say the pilot of the jet was able to eject safely. Is conscious and was taken to a medical facility to be assessed. The cause of the crash is being investigated. 19 people are facing charges in connection with Operation Deadhand, a drug ring allegedly responsible for trafficking hundreds of pounds of narcotics through the U.S. and Canada. Ten of the 19 have been arrested in various cities, including Los Angeles, Montreal, and Miami. Investigators seized $900,000 in cash and up to $28 million worth of drugs, including methamphetamine, cocaine, and fentanyl. An adorable senior dog went viral because he refuses to eat unless he's getting constant words of encouragement.
5: Wow, good boy. Good job. Eat your dinner. Okay.
2: We should do this here. (laughs) Go, Nicole. Write that story. I like that. Do that like newscast. A little pat on the
1: head. Yeah. You have yeah. Encouragement. Okay. We'll try it. Thanks, Nicole. Amazon is cutting hundreds of jobs. Same for Macy's and Wayfair. But one retail worker is still in high demand, and that's a Walmart superstore manager. Sarah Nossauer at the Wall Street Journal says Walmart's giving bigger bonuses and adding stock awards to their annual pay packages, pushing the total compensation for the best ones to more than 400000 a year. Sarah, how do they get there?
3: Basically, that means there's a you know a base salary, $128,000 a year is the average, plus a potential up to 200% bonus for the especially for the that applies to managers that run supercenters, which are Walmart's largest format stores, and now this annual stock grant that again is up to $20,000 a year for those that run the largest stores.
1: Okay, but it's it's not uh, and this is no easy pickings really. I mean, this job has gotten more complicated. You said lately, explain
3: this is a very hard job. You know, a Walmart super center manager is managing, let's say, 350 people, employees, plus all the customers, and $100 million in revenue a year. They're responsible for and evaluated on, plus all the human complexity that happens in a Walmart with workers and with customers. So it's a really intense, you know, 24-7 in some cases kind of job. And I think that is why, right, that you're getting to a Place in terms of dollar amount that is hitting these numbers. Mm.
1: Is that salary enough? Now that you break it down that way,
3: <laughs> I think some store managers might say no. Um, Walmart says though that in terms of turnover, which is a you know a, a value a data evaluation of that question, that that has actually. From on the store manager level, become more steady over the last year. Earlier in the pandemic, retail jobs in general, in lots of industries, there was lots of turnover, right? We were in the era of if you make more money someplace else or you get a bonus someplace else, you leave your job. That era is starting to subside a bit.
1: Hmm. We're speaking with Sarah Nossauer, retail reporter at The Wall Street Journal. She's written a story about how Walmart is giving store managers higher bonuses and stock grants. As the job becomes more difficult, uh, some of that could add up to four hundred thousand dollars a year if you manage a a superstore, a supercenter. The the pipeline of store managers that you referenced here is like what for a giant like Walmart?
3: Well, it's it's a combination of things. You know, it could be folks that work at other other retailers, right? Like that have managed other stores. Even then, though, they'd probably be brought in into a Walmart at a you know, uh, right below a store manager level to sort of learn the Walmart business. A lot of the folks are internal. You know, they work their way up in, in the store. Um, in some cases, a person will go from corporate to a store manager. That's more rare. Uh, but I think internal, you know, internal uh, movement up is the most common for Walmart. I think the other aspect of how difficult this job is that we didn't get to, and, and one reason that the Walmart USCO said, hey, you know, we do we want to sweeten the pot here." is not only are these complicated jobs sort of on the face of it, also Walmart stores are now acting more often as sort of e-commerce fulfillment hubs. And so that is one thing that Walmart itself pointed to is, you know, it's a more complex job in, in the e-commerce era, and they mm. wanted to acknowledge that.
1: Sarah Nassauer at The Wall Street Journal. Other Walmart news, the company has, adva- has announced a three-for-one stock split. Now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at dell.com slash welcome to now. That's dell.com slash welcome to now. Advancing the conversation, identifying trends, and informing the world. This is America's First News. This morning... With Gordon Deal. Hey, thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Wednesday, January 31. Gordon Deal with Nicole Murray. Some of our top stories and headlines. Biden says he's decided on how to respond to a drone attack on U.S. troops but didn't offer details. House Republicans moved to impeach the Homeland Security Secretary. Justice Department probing Missouri Democrat Cory Bush for allegedly misusing campaign funds. A 73 percent Profit drop for Samsung in the fourth quarter. Weakest report in a decade. Broadway legend Cheetah Rivera has died at 91. Baltimore Orioles reportedly being sold for $1.7 billion. And the weird place a woman found her lost dog. That story in about 20 minutes. This portion of the program is brought to you by Uma. Copper lines are going away, driving up the price of home phone service. Start saving with UMA. Visit OOMA.com to learn more. The Fed wraps up two days of meetings today. The big question, when will the central bank cut interest rates? Insight from Greg McBride, Chief Financial Analyst at Bankrate.com. Greg, will we find out when rates will go down?
4: Uh, I think this week is going to give us some clarity or at least a little bit better idea on it. Uh, This week marks the first Fed meeting of uh, 2024. And I think it's really clear that they're done hiking interest rates. We've seen inflation moving in the right direction. And their preferred inflation metric has actually moved below the 3% mark. So at this point, all the curiosity is when and by how much are they going to cut interest rates this year? I think this week is really going to be our first clue as to What they're thinking is, uh, in terms of timetable, is March a possibility, or is that still pretty far-fetched? Is it something that's going to be later, say, in the second quarter of the year?
1: Um, Has the stock market baked in rate cuts at this point, Greg?
4: they certainly have we saw a nice rally in the fourth quarter uh of 2023 to finish up the year and a lot of that was based on this idea that the fed was going to transition to cutting interest rates in 2024 now the debate is just how much are they going to cut rates this year a lot of investors really pinning their hopes to this idea that you know the economy is going to continue to grow and the fed's going to cut rates six times well i think you'll get one or the other (laughs) you know if if the economy continues to grow the fed doesn't need to cut rates six times And if the Fed needs to cut rates six times, it's because the economy isn't growing and has gone into a recession. So I think the reality is probably somewhere in the middle, you know, maybe two or three rate cuts this year, probably starting sometime in the second quarter.
1: All right. I guess, too, with an eye on what's happening in the Middle East right now, could could geopolitics play a role here?
4: It certainly could. Uh, You know, I think one of the uh, impacts of that geopolitics could be on inflation and inflation is really the boogeyman that the fed's been trying to tame with these higher interest rates. So, you know, if you see uh you know the, the renewed disruptions to the supply chain for example because of what's happening in the Red Sea and if that starts to feed into inflation, well that's just going to de- delay the period to where the fed begin is comfortable to begin cutting interest rates. So, you know, we've seen inflation improve really consistently, but that consistency may not continue and I think that's why that's why the fed wants to buy themselves a little bit more time just to kind of see what happens here with inflation over the next few
1: months we're speaking with greg mcbride chief financial analyst at bankrate.com we're talking about when the fed might start cutting interest rates uh what might it mean for me the average joe once the fed makes that say first rate cut the big
4: picture is this interest rates took the elevator going up they're going to take the stairs coming down so once interest rates start to come down they're gonna come down in small increments. Uh, It's gonna really pale in comparison to the pace at which we've seen rates go up. So that credit card debt you're carrying at nearly 21% interest, it's still gonna be something north of 20% even once the Fed starts to cut rates. We're still going to be in a high interest rate environment for some time to come. So it doesn't diminish the urgency of paying down that high cost debt, especially credit cards. But even things like home equity lines of credit, a lot of those rates have mushroomed into double digits. That's no longer low cost debt. And so the urgency to repay debt, uh, particularly the high cost debt, remains intact even once the Fed starts cutting rates because lower rates are not gonna bail you out.
1: Yeah. There was a headline Tuesday morning uh, about UPS cutting like twelve thousand jobs. Shipping has slowed. Um, is that a seasonal thing, or is that some important data now that the Fed might have to consider here about uh, shifting consumer behavior? What do you make of this?
4: There's probably a little bit of both at play there. You know, of course, you know, the shipping tends to peak during the holiday season during the fourth quarter. Uh, but these are companies that you know they go through this every year. They know what they need to do in terms of seasonal hiring. The broader picture of if deliveries and shipping is slowing, that's one of those broad economic indicators that uh, shows that the economy's likely growing at a much slower pace than what we saw in 2023. So yeah, just the odds of a recession have really gone down dramatically, but we're not out of the woods entirely. And the widespread expectation is, while the economy is gonna continue to grow, it's going to come at a much slower pace uh, this year than what we had seen last year. And this certainly backs up
0: that assertion.
1: Thanks, Greg. Greg McBride, Chief Financial Analyst at Bankrate.com.
0: Today's mic drop is brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL.
1: Hey, thanks for being with us. Welcome into Wednesday. Don't forget, by the way, you can follow us on social media. On Instagram, we're at this morning with Gordon Deal. There's a new video up, by the way. There is. Exciting. that was that was put together by our mastermind Nicole Murray uh, and in it she is essentially accused by at least one viewer of dancing like
0: Elaine from Seinfeld. <laughs> and I told her that this morning and she had not seen the episode yeah. she's not a big Seinfeld fan so she thought maybe it was a compliment yeah and then I showed her the video and said, whoa whoa no, no hold no, on that's not a compliment no. at all.
1: She's in denial. <laughs> I can see where the listener viewer made the connection. Yeah. I'm not totally sold on it.
0: Though. No, I, I love it. It's only for like a second or so. She, does, she doesn't <laughs> sure. go full on Elaine, just partial Elaine. Anyway,
1: it's on Instagram, at this morning with Gordon Deal. Time now
0: for the mic drop. Here's This Morning's Mike Gavin. Good morning. What well, we've often highlighted how many businesses and government agencies could use a designated proofreader on staff to help avoid embarrassing typos. This is the A number one example of why that's a good idea. A Pizza Hut eatery in Ontario, Canada, has gained infamy online due to an unfortunate typo in one of their posted signs. The restaurant in Timmins posted a sign on its door that was meant to inform customers that the dining room would be closed due to unforeseen circumstances, but a spelling error or interference from autocorrect led to it instead blaming unforeseen circumcisions. (laughs) Photos of the sign quickly (laughs) spread online and went viral for a second time when Star Trek actor George Takei shared the image, writing, Typos are my worst enema. (laughs) A hospital in Timmins even got in on the act, writing on Facebook, Hey, Timmins Pizza Hut, stick to the pizza, we'll handle the circumcisions. The manager of the Pizza Hut made light of the spelling error with a new sign posted for a $5 pizza deal, which begins with, in light of recent circumstances, in all caps, and wraps up joking that there's, quote, no tip required. Ah, nice.
1: Very (laughs) clever. Very clever all around.
0: It's good. Yeah.
1: Drop your pants. Grab a pepperoni pizza at the same time. Right. One of those.
0: Yeah. I I wonder what that was. I wonder if that was. That must have been some sort of Ah, autocorrect of some kind and somebody just not paying attention, right? Although
1: although, uh, weird to think that autocorrect would go that way.
0: Autocorrect does all kinds of crazy things. Autocorrect
1: is is arguably the worst feature <laughs> ever made.
0: Yeah, I mean, every once in a while, I'd say one out of every 10 times, it's a, it's a good thing, and yeah. most of the time, it's just it's just uh, awful. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> and we're more than a month into winter, so it's about time that we finally wrap up the naming contest for Minnesota's snow plows. This is the fourth year the state has let the public choose the names for its plows, and just like everything in the past year, Taylor Swift dominated the contest. Taylor Drift was the runaway winner with over 12,000 votes, more than twice as many as the 2nd second- place. Finisher Clark W. (laughs) Blizwald. Other top finishers include Beyond Slay, You're Killing Me Squalls, Fast and Flurious, and Barbie's Dream Plow. The eight winning names were assigned to snow plows in different districts with Taylor Drift going to one in Northwest Minnesota and Barbie's Dream Plow going to another <laughs> in the Twin Cities Metro.
1: These are awesome. I always love the story. Why at the end of January is this coming out, though?
0: Yeah, I don't know why it takes so long to, to get this yeah. done, but I guess they keep these names uh, forever because they have like 800 snowplows. plows. Okay. So they only name a handful per year and then yeah. they keep them forever. So I guess they can take as long as they want. I mean, end of January.
1: Minnesota's already seen like 40 yeah. feet of snow, right? <laughs> exactly. Jeez. Thank you. Mike, if you still have landline phone service, you may have noticed that your monthly bills have been skyrocketing. That's because the FCC no longer regulates copper lines and phone companies are jacking up the price of their service. UMA is an Internet home phone service that lets you keep enjoying the safety and peace of mind of a home phone without paying an arm and a leg. In fact, with a one time purchase of the UMA Tello. You get internet home phone service for free. All you pay are applicable taxes and fees. Unlike mobile phones, UMA has address-based 911, so dispatchers will know exactly where to find you in an emergency. In the event you call 911, UMA can send a text alert to loved ones. UMA even includes a free mobile app so you can take your home number on the go. And don't worry, you can keep your home phone number for a one-time fee. Or get a new one for free. Setup is easy, it takes less than 10 minutes. Stop paying too much for home phone service. Visit umacom Gordon Deal today to get a special discount. That's O O M A dot slash Gordon Deal. Hey, glad you with us. Welcome into Wednesday. Studies show that couples who budget together are happier together. Budgeting means planning for every penny. And the spending of every penny should be an intentional financial decision. That's the result of how you want to live your lives together. Market Watch has three steps to get you started with this process. Number one, schedule a money date. This is a dedicated time when you're both free of distractions. The environment should be relaxed and no one should feel rushed. Anticipate that the convo could become emotional and be willing to step away to collect yourself. Above all, Listen, number two, gather what you need, credit card statements, checking account statements, savings account statements, third-party mobile wallet transactions, brokerage account statements, and identify cash on hand. And number three, create a system. For example, do you want to spend less money online? Remove retailers' apps from your phone and delete all preloaded contact and credit card information from your accounts. Make online shopping an inconvenience eight minutes now in front of the hour on this morning once again here's nicole murray and now the three big things you need to know number one
2: president biden says he has decided how to respond to the deadly drone attack that killed three u.s service members in jordan Biden, however, did not elaborate. His administration says it does not want war with Iran or to see conflict spread in the Middle East. Deputy Pentagon Press Secretary Sabrina Singh.
1: We don't want to see escalation in the region. We don't seek a wider regional war, and that's exactly what the president said. However, we're not going to sit back and let these attacks go unanswered. We are going to respond.
2: That's not escalation, that's proportionate. We believe we have the right to respond. One day later, Iranian Revolutionary Guard said the country will respond to any attack from the U.S.
1: Number two.
2: CEOs of Meta, TikTok, X, and other social media platforms are testifying before the Senate Judiciary Committee today about minor exploitation on their sites. Parents and child advocates claim social media can be harmful to young users with risks including depression, addictive tendencies, and even suicide. Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn says responses are falling short. They don't want to see
4: this because when our children are online, they're the product.
2: And uh, addiction to social media is the business model. Google's YouTube is not among the companies called to the Senate today. Number three. The Justice Department is investigating Missouri Representative Cory Bush for allegedly misusing campaign money for personal security services. Bush has denied any wrongdoing and issued a statement promising full cooperation with the investigation. The Missouri representative explained that she has faced relentless threats since her election in 2020. As a result, she has retained security, but she did not use any federal tax dollars for personal services. Broadway icon Cheetah River has died at the age of 91. This was one of her final performances, singing A Boy Like That from the West Side Story Ch- soundtrack. A boy like that kill your brother. Forget that boy and find another. One of your own kind. Stick to your own kind. Rivera also starred in Chicago and Kiss of the Spider Woman. A legend indeed. Thank you. Ever feel like your
1: finance software just isn't cutting it anymore? I say dump it. Hey, it's Gordon Deal, here to tell you about Ramp. It's the financial software you need to manage your expenses and avoid unnecessary work. You see, Ramp is more than a corporate card. It's a spending management software. It'll save you time and put money back in your pocket. Ramp gives your finance teams control and insight. You can issue a card to each employee with specific limits and automated expense reports. Ramp will systematically collect receipts and categorize expenses in real time. Just go to ramp.com/gordon. No more chasing down receipts or long hours on reports. Businesses using Ramp save an average of 5% in their first year and now get $250 when you join Ramp. ramp.com/gordon. That's r a m p.com/gordon. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank, members FDIC. Terms and conditions apply. Get $250 when you join Ramp. Ramp.com slash Gordon. Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Wednesday. A Wisconsin dog owner found her missing pup in an unusual place last week. Milwaukee resident Jenny Hazard noticed that her 16-year-old Shih Tzu, named Bear, disappeared from her backyard last Wednesday evening, according to Fox 6 Milwaukee. Noticing that her backyard's gate was cracked open, Hazard became distraught because he's old with a heart condition. Hazard's prayers, though, were answered when someone texted her to let her know the pooch had been found at a local bar named Fink's. Fink's Bar is located about a mile away from her home, according to Fox 6. The bar's owners believe that Bear was picked up by a group of young women who were bar hopping and brought him inside. She crafted her own headline saying, Old man breaks free! goes to bar. Of course, I looked at the cocktail menu at Fink's, seven bucks for an old-fashioned. It's about half of what I pay at restaurants in New Jersey. That'll do it for this hour. For Nicole Murray and Mike Gavin, I'm Gordon Deal. Thanks for listening to This Morning, America's First News.